0: What's up? Welcome in. Happy Monday to the CHGO Bears podcast crew. Welcome in. We are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. My name's Adam Hogue. Nicholas Moriano here today. Will DeWitt is with us as well in the bubble. What's up, Will? What's up, guys? Hey,
1: guys. How's it going? Have a good weekend? I had, I have to say, I had a uh, a
0: very busy weekend. You're a year older now. I Adam. I feel a year older. Um, <laughs> for the first, no. yeah. I was thinking about this this morning. I'm I'm not afraid to talk about it. I think for the first time, probably since my 20s, I actually went out to an establishment two nights in a row. <laughs> In a non-vacation setting, like vacations okay. don't count. Vacations, you know, that's what that's what you do on vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about like, yeah, my wife dragged, and my brother-in-law dragged me out Friday and Saturday night. Now, let's set expectations here. I'm still an old man. I'm asleep by 11 o'clock. But uh, you get tired because <laughs> here's the key.
2: And, you know, I know Lawrence knows this. The kid wow. still wakes up at the same yeah. time the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were going to call me old, but... No. You're calling me out for being a dad. Okay. No. Mm. Just, which, we, we are having
0: discussions, by the way, about doing some type of a dad pod series. Oh, I, I guess like. I'd be
1: involved. Yeah, I think you'd have to be, Lawrence. Sure. Yeah. I, I would not be involved. And Will. Puppy. And Will. <laughs> and I apologize. Will knows that, too. Oh, that's okay. I, I get it. This baby face, Adam, you just don't expect it. I know. No, I, know. <laughs> I forgot
0: you got married when you were, like, 15. That always smokes me <laughs> off.
1: But uh Yeah, that's a little weird. No, my dad's <laughs> celebrating his Lance Briggs birthday here today, hey. uh, which is awesome. Going from the to the Briggs. Happy and birthday. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm sure, Adam, you did the Gale Sayers, right? Um,
0: yes. You know the candles on my cake, though, if you looked at it from the other side, it
3: said I was sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you're aging. Jay Hilgenberg. Mm,
0: yeah. There, there we you go.
3: go. Um, to be honest, do you have a two-day hangover, Adam?
0: Not really. I was never hungover. I'm just tired because, like I said, like y- y- the baby was still awake at 5.30 in the morning yesterday. Whew, man. You know? And then we were up in Wisconsin. We had to drive a couple hours and get home and then do Easter because yesterday was Easter, too. Yeah, That's part happen, of why it was so yeah. busy. There was a lot of food that was consumed yesterday. Oh, yeah. do you guys yep. have some good food?
1: Oh, yeah. I had some nice smoked ham with pineapple and sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. Uh, Man, I brought leftovers home, which is always great as well. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely having more after the show for lunch. There you go. I was definitely in a
3: food coma and then woke up and watched (laughs) the Bulls game. And and we'll probably talk about that because that was, oh, man. Lawrence, we were talking about the Bulls. You know, they, they had so many chances so many chances uh, in that game. And that was the one to steal. Yeah, that that was the one to steal. They were just so close so many times, and, you know, the Bulls go over. Well,
0: yeah, technically this would be a three day hangover now, but the, this is just from watching Vucevic miss another layup. That, that <laughs> hey, was tough. Vooch was good last night hitting threes. I know, but I mean, that one, sort of. he was right the, there. The one where, like, it was the easiest putback of all time. And like Adam Amin was even in the middle
2: of like calling that he scored <laughs> and he nope, he just missed. Well, he did that non-arvista. It was he missed a yeah. bunny.
0: <laughs> dad pod. That was that saved that, that, save that for pod. the dad. Pod. dad pod. Absolutely. Yep, that sure. was awesome. Uh all right. Well, we did want to um kind of tie the bulls into this a little bit. And yesterday was a frustrating game, but c- come on, we all expected them to lose. Mm-hmm. It was nice that it was close. I hope that all these games are close. And Friday night we have yes. a watch party. Uh, for game three at the Third Rail Tavern. Uh, So if you're in the city want to come by, it'll be kind of our first big CHGO get-together. I'm going. You going? I'm going. Will, you driving up?
1: (laughs) I'll be there next week for the draft. I
0: don't know if I can swing Bulls. That's true. Fair enough. I think that that's fair. Um, Yeah, and a lot of our uh, CHGO personalities, of course our Bulls guys, most importantly, will be out there uh, on Friday night. So I'm excited about that. But watching this series, just kind of the feeling around this series, guys, had me thinking, does it remind you of any obviously doomed Bears playoff appearances? Now, I have to be honest. Like, the Bears are are an interesting franchise the last 30, 40 years. Because when they make the playoffs, like, it seems like more times than not they've, like, had a first-round bye or been, you know, one of the, you know, like when they made the Super Bowl. Uh, Now, a few years ago against the Eagles was a little bit different, but they were favored in that game. The most obvious one that stands out to me is that game against the Saints a couple years ago. Or like they really shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I, th- I think sometimes we honestly forget they were in the playoffs. <laughs> honestly. Because yeah. it was just like having the seventeenth game a year early. Mm-hmm. Um because <laughs> it was like but that's that was kind of the feeling I feel like that whole week leading up to that Saints game, going down on the Superdome. You're like, they're not really supposed to be in, they're not that good, they're gonna lose. That's sort of how this Bulls Bucks series feels to me.
3: Yeah, I would say I feel I felt or I feel a little bit more confident in the Bulls to at least like, win one of these games, then that Bears going into the Saints game. Because, well, we were doing the preview show for that game, and I remember the post games, like, we're just here because we yep. know this is going to be the last show that we're going to do. Because there was no way that the Bears, in our minds, were going to come away with a victory in that
1: one. Nick, if they had a series of seven, can they at least sneak one? <laughs> Uh, probably not, (laughs) (laughs) but Adam, you're right. Like in at least my lifetime watching the bears, whenever they're in the playoffs, they're usually expected to win. Like I went back through like even 2018, uh, if you want to go back to the pre-Super bowl run, like that Panthers game in 2005, 2006, like they lost it, but they're supposed to actually win that game. And even back in 2001, they were, I think a two seed that season and they lost to the Eagles and I think they had a huge victory the week before that kind of freaked out some Bears fans I was only like 10 uh, so I was still kind of figuring some things out Uh, but I always wondered too like if the Bears won that game and made it to the Super Bowl could they have stopped like this whole Tom Brady thing because like they had the number one defense that year they would have faced New England that's always a question that comes to my mind whenever I think about previous playoffs well wait what year are you talking about with that one Two thousand one, the one that they got oh, destroyed against Philadelphia, right. uh, yeah, against the Eagles.
0: Um, yeah, in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because th- yeah, that was a weird year. They were, they they won the division. They were thirteen and three, but you, I don't know. You just kind of knew it wasn't really for real, mm-hmm. and they were sandwiched by a five and eleven season and a four and twelve season. I was gonna bring up. Um, I don't know if it still applies because they had won the week before, but in 94 when they go to the playoffs and they win on the road against the Vikings in the wild card round, they really weren't supposed to do that. So the following week they play the 49ers in the divisional round. Like I don't know if that's quite the same feeling because like they did get a victory that you have yeah. to feel pretty good about, but I had a I, – I, this this is uh, – maybe we have to bring in our resident's Old person. <laughs> old person to the show and Thank Lawrence you. on his <laughs> thoughts on this. But I vaguely remember that being like, yeah, there's no chance. And sure enough, they got murdered but, by the 49ers. I mean, that
2: was like Steve Young Terrell Owens, right, that season? Uh, that, um, yeah, you, so. you, knew, you knew they weren't beating the 49ers. But, yeah, I, I, I also think you're right. Like, the fact that they beat the Vikings, they kind of did what they were going to do. And you kind of could feel okay about that, I think. At
0: least yeah. that's my... That's my what I mean. Honor. Like, It's a little different because they at least got one win, but I don't know. Tony Daly says, how good was that Jimmy Graham TD, though? It did provide <laughs> one of my favorite gifts of all time where he just catches the ball and walks off. Oh, it's just. He's I gone. mean, to me, that's one of my favorite endings. A, if the Bears <laughs> have to... Actually, I'll say this. The Bears' last two playoff losses, despite especially one of them being extremely painful, did deliver us two amazing endings to the mm-hmm. season because one was Jimmy Graham walking... Just... Got a touchdown. Goodbye, season yeah. over. You know, see you <laughs> in Miami next week uh, on vacation. As much as it hurt, Staley the Bear falling yes. over oh and his oh reaction to the double doink was
2: objectively hilarious. It was the oh, perfect gift. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to like people who are dying inside right now, but yeah, it's it, it's it was great. It, it it hurt, but it was great. So at
0: Bears least the Bears us give that. us that in their playoff
1: <laughs> losses. Yep. Yeah, I didn't see that one live. Nick and I, we were doing that post-game show immediately after. And, like, I saw the kick go up. I heard the doing. I just bolted upstairs and like, oh, boy, here we go. We have to wrap up this season. That was still – that was a tough one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, good luck to the Bulls the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they'll win Friday night at home. Man, that, that would just be – Just for s- us. They'd be electric, yeah, you know? That'd be electric, you know. We'd be at the watch, for the watch party, party and – man. That'd, That'd be just, awesome. Just a feeling. All right. The other big thing that went on, uh, for those that aren't in- interested in NASCAR dirt races in the mud, um, the USFL. Did you guys watch any of it? I watched yes. maybe five minutes of it. Okay. Oh, hell yes.
2: I was watching it. Well, you better play Playoff really? basketball? No. Let's watch <laughs> the USFL. Did you have all your pennants, like, hanging out? I did not. Okay. But I was enjoying the logos and seeing Jeff Fisher wearing his hat backwards
3: I and other yeah, things I, like did I saw that. that. Paxton Lynch, like seeing his name, you know, I forgot what team he was playing. Um, uh,
0: well, I was enjoying my guy, Clayton Thorson, have some success okay. with the Houston Generals. Gamblers. 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 gamblers new Jersey Generals. <laughs> Thank God you're here to sort all these team names. <laughs> There's only eight. It's not it's that hard. You know, but, <laughs> but it's new. <laughs> yeah. It's but so so it's new. old. So well, Jeff, it's, Fisher, yes. Jeff Fisher's coaching the Michigan Panthers? Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: So they'll be seven to nine this year. I was going to say, are they going to play enough games to go seven to nine? <laughs> He'll find a way. He'll, find a, He'll way. find a way. He'll
0: absolutely find a way. Um, so I have a, a new Bears Stinks column out this morning, too, since it's Monday. So you can check that out. But one of the things I did in there in honor of the USFL starting, we kind of had a brief conversations about this last week, a couple weeks ago or something, where we mentioned the idea of putting NFL players in these leagues, which I'm a big proponent of, and I think there's a way to do it. Um And it just had me thinking, watching some of these UFL games and some of the names that were, like you mentioned Paxton Mm -hmm. Lynch, uh, guys like that popping out. If you had five players that you could send from your current roster, so five Bears players, who would you send to the USFL right now to get some spring seasoning? Um, And I wrote about this in my Bears Things column, but we'll talk about it here too. These are the five names I came up with. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them. Thomas Graham Jr., first and foremost, um, saw him briefly last year, made some plays against the Vikings, got burned by D.K. Metcalf in Seattle. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've talked about him a lot on the show. There's a lot to like, some potential, but it's still a huge unknown. And it's not only, like, he didn't just play last year and spent most of the, most of the year on the practice squad, but remember the year before he sat out because of COVID. Yep. So he really hasn't – He's Basically, hasn't played a lot of football in two years. So, I'm kind of looking for guys who need the development, but also you're trying to get like sort of a you're not you don't want to put a lot of mileage on them by throwing them out there and more mm-hmm. collisions in a football game. Um, so, that was like a big part of coming up with this list. So, Thomas Graham Jr. is one of them, uh, Jesper Horsted is another one because. As you look at the depth chart right now, and there's a new tight end we got to talk about that the Bears signed this morning. But if, as you look at this, like Jesper could be thrown into a kind of a greater role this year with mm-hmm. his team, with Jimmy Graham, you know, walking off the Superdome and <laughs> I don't know, into retirement or whatever. Um, so he's another guy I would send there. Ryan Winslow, the punter. Not exactly a household name like a proven punter in the NFL. Punter feels like a, a position I could send somebody to play a unlimited amount of games, and you're probably not like putting too much wear and tear on no. him for the fall season. So at least you get a chance to kind of evaluate him. Tyrone Wheatley Jr. This is a guy who already has benefited from playing in a spring football mm-hmm. league. There was a league that people didn't even hear of last year called the Spring League. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he was in it. He transitioned from being a college tight end to an offensive tackle in that league, and the Bears signed him and dev- had him as a tackle on their practice squad all year. So wouldn't you like to see him play like mm-hmm. more tape at a higher level? Because I'm assuming the USFL is probably a little bit more competitive than that spring league was. Not, I can't say I watched any of it. Then this last one, I kind of struggled to come up with a fifth one. Kendall Vildora obviously played a lot last year, so I don't know if he fits that qualification. But he also struggled. And I wonder you go you send him to the USFL. Maybe it's a confidence boost. Yeah. Maybe it's just a big confidence boost. And he's also one of those players that, you know, worst case scenario, if you were to get hurt, like you can move on to the See regular season next. without yeah. him if it if it really came. I think the benefits outweigh the risk. That's kind of what you're looking for in these scenarios.
3: So those are my five guys. I don't know what you guys think about no, Those I like players. I like that list. Um I added one guy that I think because of the roster how it's set, like Ryan, not Ryan Winslow, but Ryan Willis, the quarterback okay. that um again, like how much what are you going to at where he's at in the roster, you're obviously not taking him on, you know, on the 53 active roster. It's like can he get some reps in the USFL just to again, get some real game reps and that's you can't replicate that in practice. Right. So I was thinking a guy like that could definitely benefit from um, this league, but I saw someone in the comments say like Daz Newsom, a guy that, yeah. you know, sometimes you almost forget about that. The bears drafted um, from North Carolina there. So maybe that could be a guy that could develop and come into a season, become more polished, go against some, some other defenses, just become again, a, a better route runner and someone that maybe can contribute later on. If this coaching staff likes him, but yeah, that's a good list. What about you, uh, Will?
1: Ryan Wills is on it. Uh, he actually played football in literally the Spring League uh, like mm-hmm. a year ago. He won MVP in the Spring League Mega Bowl. So getting him back out there, seeing what he can do was someone on my list. Uh, I brought on, you know, like a Lamar Jackson, someone the Bears just signed yeah. uh, to the active roster. Only six career starts in two seasons. Uh, I think he was a UDF a UDFA over with the Jets. So he made my list. Uh, Caleb Johnson was a tweener for me. Uh, just because i like what he can do on special teams but getting him more reps at linebacker i think would benefit him and his development Uh, isaiah colter if we're going to look at another receiver on this roster again someone's only seen uh, i think the field three different times in two years uh, coming out of rhode island and then of course everyone talks about a good old charles snowden right mr mr potential himself so he's another person that uh made my short list yeah i was gonna i I was gonna
0: ring up snowden too because that seems like a name where you know, it, sort of the point is, like, it's good that these guys end up on an NFL roster and then they're protected and they have their benefits and everything. But so many of them don't get to play.
3: Don't really develop to they, what maybe that potential could be. They
0: like, just get to practice. And yeah. they're on the practice squad. And, by the way, once the season starts, like, these practices are not really, you know. Full. No
3: live tackling, things like that. So your,
0: your role on the practice squad is to help get the starters ready for the opponent they're playing. Like, yeah. you are on the scout team at that point And development sort of takes a big step. I'm not saying it's not happening because part of being a position coach is to still work with those younger players and continue to get them better. But we're starting to break things down into, like, individual drills now. You're talking about 20 minutes a day where they're on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of working on some techniques things. And they don't get to put it into a game. Yeah, uh, And we've chopped off a preseason game. Now there's only three preseason games and this is why as much as fans and reporters and a lot of people complain about that fourth preseason game, but any GM you talk to or any scout you talk to loved it because you get all these guys in actual live bullets on the field, uh, the, the, the players that are all going to end up being cut and end up like mm-hmm. you need tape on these guys. So um, I just find that to be interesting. I am enjoying this, uh, this uh, trash-talking session that is going on in our comments about how uh, the Lions should just send their entire team to the USFL. (laughs) And uh, Don Burr, who's our resident Lions expert on this uh, program, actually has had some good one-liners I've seen in there because he said he would send Fields, Montgomery, Mooney, Jenkins, uh, Larry Borum, Poles, and 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 (laughs) Eberflus. Yeah, that was good. That's pretty good.
3: I'll give him credit
0: for (laughs) that. It's a good shot. (laughs)
3: <laughs> there we go, uh, you know. Again, the community that we have here at CHGO, it's uh, you never know well, what you're gonna hey,
2: get. A lot of talk about Cole Komet as a potential. People are upset in the chat about uh, him. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, I guess no. I didn't make my thoughts on that clear a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I guess with not. my little rant and how ridiculous it is. It's, um, you know,
3: yeah. Like we, and I was thinking about like again. People always say that the Bears don't have enough weapons, and they don't. They still need to do more around just fields, but. They have a 1,000-yard receiver in Darnell Mooney. You know, Dave Montgomery missed four games last season. He would have been a 1,000-yard rusher. You have a tight end that has over 600 receiving yards. Like, there's some things to work with. And Cole Komet's one of those those guys, right, that's going to be, I think, a big part of what Justin Fields does in year two. So I don't get the Cole Komet hate.
1: Yeah, and that's still with three different quarterbacks, a haphazard system. Uh, yeah. So things – things should look up but you know, Adam I learned my lesson about the Cole commit slander a couple weeks ago I, I think we, we've made that very clear although if he doesn't get three touchdowns I'm still I'll throw the b-word out again next offseason but I like that you brought up Thomas Graham Jr the chat had Daz Newsom. I do think though like technically if you use like a draft pick and you send him down that may be admitting like you reached a little bit, but luckily for polls, that those were Pace's picked. so we can easily send those guys to the USFL and be like, hey, I didn't draft them. They need development, and that's a, probably a good look for him, too.
0: I also think, like, people, I don't know how this has happened over the years with the NFL draft, but, like, basically from the fourth round on, you're talking about developmental players. Oh, yeah. you, you, you really shouldn't be, like and i don't know if it's cuz ryan pace actually did a pretty good job at drafting fifth rounders that maybe it just reset the expectations that those guys could you know be relatively quick contributors but you know for the most part teams are guessing from the fourth round on and those are the types of players where you're just hoping that within 3 years they can give you
3: you know something something Honestly.
0: as a potential starter and if anything before that they're just good special teamers mm-hmm. at that point so
3: um yeah, I don't know how that's happened. You know, we've like, seen the outliers, though. Like, with the Darnell Mooney becoming a 1,000-yard receiver in year two. But that's what I mean. Yeah, like, so I think the uh, expectations have been raised for what these bottom guys that get drafted should be. When in reality, that you don't find Darnell Mooney's all the time in the fifth round. But, and yeah. like the, the Eddie Jackson conversation,
0: even, like, so he got paid, so that's... What cha- was was the game changer? But, like, mm-hmm. if you take that big contract out of the conversation, which you can't do, it's a part of it, I get. But you would take his career and what he is oh, for yeah. sure right now as a fourth round pick. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no question I mean, about without it. a doubt, it's been an overwhelming victory. So, and <laughs> cut fifth and sixth round picks. <laughs> Some teams still do that, by the way. They'll just, there's been some fifth rounders just cut out Mm -hmm. of, well, you know, teams that actually have 10 or 12 picks every year, you know, they they can't keep them all. This year, the Bears could keep them all, but they don't have that many
3: (laughs) picks. Yeah. Travis Gibson was a great... I think Travis Gibson was a fifth-round pick. Am I mistaken on that I one? think he was a fifth-round fifth pick. Fifth-round pick, mm-hmm. so... So he's
0: even better. He's even... If exactly he's a great fourth-round right. pick, he's, he's even, even, even better, better fifth-round fifth fifth round pick. Um, <laughs> all right, we, we have a tight end we need to talk about, too, uh, that the Bears signed. But first, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it, though. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Could be potentially like the one Nick is wearing today. That's $2,000 in free bets, free CHGO membership, which is worth it on its own, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 or more first time deposit at pointsbet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. Your home for live in play betting just got even better, especially with the playoffs going on here. Pointsbet's new feature, the live NBA same game parlay. I'm sure, Nick, uh, you know, had some <laughs> fun with that over the weekend. Stayed away. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time ever, you can build. The perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Boost your live game live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with points bet. Someone I was with yesterday had a parlay going between three different playoff games, and when the Bulls were losing like by, what, 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. points, the last leg of his parlay was that the Bulls need to cover, and – but it was a big, it was like a big parlay, and he got the option to like cash out for. Uh, he was still getting like eight to one return okay. on what he originally put down, and he did it. The Bulls ended up covering though, so what, but I still think it was the right move. Yeah, considering how that oh, game yeah. was going, yeah, mm-hmm. it could have easily gone. You know, he would have had yeah. at least double had he stayed in it, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Features like that are pretty cool. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish from your phone. What are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700.
3: All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHTO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to our premium content from all of our great writers, Adam just had his Bears things come out today, so go check that out if you are a member. And if you're not, that should be a reason to do so. You can also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member, like this one I'm wearing right here. And you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team, every day. If you're a Bulls fan, you have to tune into those post-game shows, the preview shows, because Bulls bucks, you, it pays for itself. So you definitely have to go check that out. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. Also in our newsletter. That's right, yeah. this morning from the
0: king of newsletters, I call him, Kevin Kaduck, who uh, had the first newsletter go out this morning. A lot of great stuff in there coming off the Bulls game yesterday and has links to a ton of stuff if you missed it. I think Lawrence's Penance made the newsletter.
2: Uh, Yeah, I was a little shocked by that, but yeah. It's great work for me. Awesome. <laughs> Hashtag great content. Get that brand out there. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, Devin misses me uh, in a circle here. But oh, we've already got a circle. I don't need to be on. Screen Can today. you do two, two circles? circles? Uh, oh, just we could. Crap. You want to try it? Can I don't know. This? Let's I, see I, what I, happens. I,
0: I don't think I. Well, oh, we almost almost have a, no. Uh, yeah, a double rectangles.
2: Heart. Yeah, here I'm going to show the people. We're we're in preview mode, but let's publish this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: could like join your faces <laughs> together Jenny. like half and half.
0: I love it. See, you have no limits, Lawrence. I
2: think that's that's what we know here. (laughs) No limit. Yeah. No. All
0: right. uh, There is a tight end we need to talk about, James O'Shaughnessy, uh, Naperville product, Mm -hmm. North Naperville North, Naperville North. I want to say Illinois State State Redbird, uh, who's bounced around the league a little bit. He was originally drafted. Speaking of fifth round picks, (laughs) by Ryan Poles and the Chiefs back in twenty fifteen. Uh, I think Poles was the director of college scouting for the Chiefs back then. Yep. And uh, then he's – I've known – I don't even remember him being on the Chiefs, for, quite frankly, but I have seen him pop up from time to time. Uh, especially, you know, like tight end, there's like three good fantasy tight ends. So, like, every week, if you don't have one of those three, you're on the f- your waiver wire, and you're like, oh, Shaughnessy caught a touchdown.
3: Like, okay. You're like, maybe I can snag, And then you realize he only has three in his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> you so. know, it's a, another local tight end, right, with Cole Komed being um, – Obviously Notre Dame, but same Viter. Same Viter. So you have two guys in the the area there. I don't know what that does. And well, that-
0: I get I get some of the jokes that have been out there because the Bears did have this reputation a couple years ago when they had ten tight ends yes, on the are. roster. It was it was a little ridiculous. I think they have five now. Is it four or five? I think it's five.
2: Well add one apparently. No, I think or this is the fifth. Even better. Yeah.
0: But okay but my point is this time of year, yeah. five tight ends is pretty normal. Like, you have to run three teams out there in training camp. Uh-huh, right? so you, you So, <laughs> if you're in two tight end sets, like, you need to have at least five to to get that going. So, uh, they're at a normal amount of tight ends. Remember, they don't have Jimmy Graham anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to probably figure out a little bit, like, who who's going to be more of the blocking. Because if Jesper Horstead plays more, they still need, like, a, I think, an a block. ideal blocking
3: tight oh, yeah. end out there, too. Now, let's see. see Cole Komet being like that guy because jesper horsey doesn't really fit that bill being more of a receiving guy but yeah and what do we have here beer bears premier empire of locally grown tight ends
1: (laughs) there we go no i like this one in terms of just adding another body to the team and seeing you know if he sticks Uh, something i really liked and appreciated just looking into him a little bit more this morning uh, was the fact that he had that torn ACL in 2019, but he rebounded to actually put together uh, some of his best seasons statistically you know, after the fact. And even last season he was dealing with, I believe, was an ankle injury. Uh, so he was unable to kind of put together a complete year. But you know, overall, this is a guy who catches like 70% of his targets, uh, about 10 yards per catch. I mean, he's someone that could potentially carve out a role or just be another camp body. That's really going to be up to him. But he does kind of fit the mold of what the Bears have been adding to this team. Yeah, so uh, just another random
0: April signing that uh, we briefly talk about. But he's mm-hmm. he's he's a name that's going to be in the mix, not just you know somebody who's now he may not make the team, but
3: yeah, he got to find a role maybe on special teams too. Yeah, he's
0: going to yep. be in the mix. Um, question here from Sammy: Is the tight end room behind the running back room as the second best
3: for the offense right now? Oh God, <laughs> that, if that's the case, like. <sighs> I mean, yeah, running backs at the top. I have to say, as long as Nick Foles
0: is on this roster, the Bears' quarterback room. Yeah, I mean, we did the whole Justin Fields experiment last week. He came out ranked 13th, mm-hmm. and then you have, the, in my opinion, the best backup,
3: the yeah. only uh, backup who has a Super Bowl MVP award. Yeah, you're not going to find many of those. Um, yeah, so it would go running back, quarterback, and tight end. And it's still, it doesn't before wide receiver. Yeah. It's you
0: could out. argue wide receiver should still be ahead of tight end just because Darnell Mooney would be the best out of any of those players. That's true. Between those two position groups.
1: I, I see that point. <sighs> That's, That's a tough, tough one for me. I, I mean, Komet does a little bit of both. Mooney can block a little bit on the outside, but I don't know. In terms of, like, overall depth, though, I think tight end has quality a little bit more than the receiver. to such a big yeah, drop probably. off after Mooney.
0: Probably. Um, all right. Draft time. Let's jump into our pick prospects for today. Three more prospects coming your way. I will start with one of my favorite guys in this entire draft. He's actually in the first Bears mock draft Mm -hmm. I did a couple months ago with the, I think, the first pick I made. Everyone was like, linebacker? No way. (laughs) This guy, to me, is if you are somebody who's been saying Roquan Smith should be the will linebacker, this guy I think would be a phenomenal pick. With the Bears' first pick at number thirty-nine, but somebody who could jump in there in that Mike linebacker spot and stay there for a really, really long time. I'm not like predicting like a Brian Urlacher career or anything like that. That would be unfair to Urlacher and, quite frankly, putting those expectations on Chad Muma here. But Chad Muma is my guy from Wyoming. Um, Just a tackling machine. One hundred forty-two tackles last year in twenty twenty-one. Against the run, his pursuit angles are like near perfection. You rarely ever see him uh run out of a play. And a lot of these linebackers we've talked about are unproven against the pass. This is a guy who is good against the pass, a lot of short routes, can handle tight ends if necessary. Uh anything in the middle of the field, picked off three passes last year. So guy that leads his team in tackles. I think he also led Wyoming in TfLs and interceptions. Um, I like him a lot. Now, negatives, there's not many, but you could point to the competition. Not only is he coming from Wyoming, but he none of his starts came against Power 5 teams. Uh, Wyoming, Wyoming's still a pretty decent football program, yeah. though, so I, I don't really hold too much of that against him. I think he's definitely somebody you have to take in that early second round with that first second-round pick you have, but I would do it. I, as, as big as the offensive line wide receiver needs, if Chad Mooma's there and the Bears take him, I will be right here on our draft show that Friday night celebrating.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a guy that I watched. And like you said, tackling machine, whenever, wherever the ball carries at, there's more. There's a really good chance Chad Mooma's going to be in that vicinity, whether he's making the tackle or he's just there to help rally, uh, to, to help his teammates. But I saw somebody in the chat also say, like, Shanning Tyndall would be another – that's a guy that we actually had in are, yeah. you know, making the case draft profiles here. So, yeah, linebacker, definitely keep it in the equation for what the Bears could do there. Ooh.
0: <laughs> By the way,
3: someone did say uh,
0: likes Mooma, but envision the Bears taking a three technique before inside linebacker. That's one of the things I did in my Bears things column this morning is kind of look at all the needs and then try to, like, look at how they could actually play out in the Bears' head. And was something we've talked about on the show. I do think the Bears really tipped our hand – with the way they went hard after Larry Ogunjobi in what's otherwise been a pretty boring free agency period, that shows you how much they value that
3: three technique position. So certainly would not surprise me at all
0: if they end up taking the three technique
3: first. You know, I think this is a good transition because my guy that I'm about to talk about fits that three technique that the Bears could be looking at, and that's Demarvin Leal from Texas A&M. At six three two eighty three, I when you watch him, you just watch his hands and how he's able to fight off some of these blockers. Just a technician. With his hands. um, Does a great job using his hands to get through blockers. Like, the, he loves a swim move. Like, if you watch his, his game, constantly just using the swim move to get by guys. And he does something that Robert Quinn does, and he actually, Aaron Donald, got it from Robert Quinn. It's like this jump-chop club move where he jumps in the air, will bring his hand down, and you see DeMarvin Leal do that. And mm. Aaron Donald actually got that from Robert Quinn. And you'll see Robert Quinn still do that, but... It's something where more athletic kind of guys get up in the air and trying to freeze the offensive lineman and try to get you know an advantage when trying to get past them. But another thing that I like about him, versatility. He played all along that Texas A&M defensive line. So uh, he can play all those positions, but I think where he projects best at would be that three-tech position. Obviously, the Bears um, want somebody that could be a guy there, it's someone that could be a difference maker. But another thing that you'll – why he can transition to the bears. It's that motor, man. It's the way that he's able to just constantly find ball carriers, regardless of where they're at on the field. I think that hits a fit. The hits philosophy that Iberflus is trying to bring here, but the things that he does need to work with and, you know, it could be a problem if he doesn't fix it, but the pad level plays a little high that can get, obviously offensive linemen to get him blocked, which is not what the bears want to happen. If they're getting a three tech who again, needs to be a guy at that position, but if can work on that and work with this This now NFL coaching, I think he could be a guy that, one, the Bears could definitely use in this defense, and he is projected second, third round. Obviously, the Bears have two picks in the second and one in the third.
1: Nick, you've done, what, two, three texts in two weeks. Winfrey or Leal? which way are you leaning right now? I still like Winfrey,
3: and I, I want to say Dane Brugler had him mocked to the Bears in his seven-round mock draft that he did, which is insane. He I think like
0: uh, he had Christian Watson with the first pick and then Perion Winfrey with yeah. the second pick in the
3: second. Definitely go check that out, uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic. But I do like Winfrey. I like the upside of what he can bring. And I know, Will, he was on your anti-mock draft for that pick. So it's like, <laughs> wait, which way are we going here? But, yeah, I do like Winfrey, though.
1: Well, he was anti. It's just the whole draft class in general. Because mm-hmm. I also went linebacker round one. So if I, it's yeah. like going with Adams and yours around two. Like, could the Bears do it? Yeah, they can definitely go with it, a linebacker and into three tech. I think that'd be a mistake, missing on some of that really, you know, top talent that the Bears could be getting uh, on offense around there as well. So that's why my, my pick went today uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and I wanted to highlight someone that. You know, when you and I were at the combine, Nick, I was able to kind of talk to you for a little bit and I kind of forgot about, uh, but now the bears have visited them and I'm like, okay, I want to talk about them again. So I went with Cole strange uh, out of Chattanooga. You know, this guy's really big, a uh, six foot six, 307 pounds, a really fast uh, guy as well. I think is 40 yards, like a five Oh three. Ah. There's the graphic. That helps a little bit as well. Uh, This is a player uh, that fits what the Bears are trying to build up front for a few different reasons. Uh, First of all, he's an excellent move blocker, strong understanding of the space and angles. Uh, He said he's actually a great fit for a zone scheme at the Combine. Uh, He said he's very comfortable running the outside zone because of his skill set. He feels like he's quick enough to play that at the next level. Scouts and everyone rave about his high football IQ, uh, so he's smart. He's a little bit leaner than the Bears have, which was another thing Polls mentioned as well as the Combine. Uh, and he fits that zone scheme. But he also has that nasty style of play uh, as well. You'll see it on tape. And I love a quote that we got from the Combine. He said, you know, you can hurt somebody. You can bury somebody. You can kind of give an elbow in their neck and people – Kind of revere you for that, uh, so I like that he embraces you know that the violence, uh, the violent tendencies uh, of the game uh, of football as well. Some of the concern uh, play strength, he is built a little bit leaner. Uh, he does have that versatility. You see him playing center here as well. Uh, most people project him playing over at guard. Uh, he's just a little bit leaner. Uh, and he's a little bit older, too. He turns 24 before this season, so he's just older than some of those other, uh, you know, potential draft picks out there as well. Uh, you're looking at a second or a third round guy, and as Nick pointed out just a few minutes ago, the Bears have, uh, you know, a trio of picks uh, between those two rounds. But, you know, Cole Strange is someone that, has really risen up the draft boards, you know, since the Senior Bowl, really putting his name out there. And he tested so well at the combine too. Uh, you know, seventh in the forty-yard dash for the position, fourth in the twenty-yard shuttle, fourth in the three cone drill, and first uh, in the broad jump. With, you know, a whopping ten feet there, just to kind of put some of that athleticism, uh, you know, in, in a way we can compare it.
0: I think we call that a strange pick, Will
1: ah <laughs> uh, i like it see you know
0: my there's humor the, adam dad that is right movie. up my alley <laughs> we're wasting all our dad pod material today
3: oh, true just, <laughs> well i'm nice. glad it's not just well you know back in the, the good old days will like you had so many dad jokes people loved them
1: yeah that i have damn it i don't have my mug i have a dad jokes pro mug i'll just have to start sipping on the podcast for now <laughs> there
0: huh? you go he would be uh i you know i know he's probably what projected as a guard but um you know, it's just the photo we had up. He's playing center. That's a big mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. 6'6 six, yeah. six center, Plus, especially playing in Chattanooga. Yeah. Like, I would want to be like whoever's lining up across from him there.
3: Man, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking of the guy, the last senior bowl, had his belly out all the time. He plays for the Denver Broncos now. I'm blanking on the name, but was just imposing his will on everybody. I feel like that would be what Cole Strange would, would do if he played the center position, and I wish I remembered his name, though. Yeah, I wish you did, too. Sorry, I got nothing for you unless yeah. it's Carl Pickens. Yeah, he's...
0: I'm just thinking of more names for Cole Strange if he was a bear. Doctor Strange. Hey, Marvel. Marvel, see. We are.
3: were talking about Marvel before we went live and new Thor trailers out. Definitely go check that out. There What'd you
1: go. You? See, I went with, like, Strange Love. I go, you know, way back in the days. Like, that's an old movie that I remember watching in high school. Mm. <laughs> what? So, uh,
0: I don't remember watching yeah, well,
2: This Doctor Strange, that's the one where he's riding the... Uh, isn't that Gene Wilder riding a missile or something? Am I right?
1: Yeah, like a nuke or something, if I, yeah. if I remember. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <sighs> All right. Why don't we talk about Points Bet for a little bit?
0: All
3: right, I was gonna look up the guy. I forgot his <laughs> name. I, like it's bothering me because yeah, we'll get to it eventually. All right. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHTO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk free bets. Up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. We uh, will get to some super chats here in a moment,
0: but uh, we had kind of a fun game we played with Justin Fields last week. We thought we would keep it going with some other key players on the team. Um, David Montgomery is the one we're going to go with today. Uh, And really what we did, if you missed it, you might want to go back and listen to the podcast from last week, but to get an idea where... The Bears quarterback situation stacks up right now. Even coming off a tough rookie season for Justin Fields, we played a game of would you rather. Would you rather have X team's current quarterback situation or the Bears with Justin Fields? And when it was all said and done, we didn't agree completely, but really the consensus was there's 12 teams that you would take their current quarterback or they would be the teams they look at their own quarterback situation be like, no, yeah, we'll keep what Mm -hmm. we have over Justin Fields. And that included how we kind of figure the Jets and Jaguars view their current spots with with, uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Zach Wilson, Wilson saying, yeah, they're not ready to bail on that quite yet. So they probably – so really it's like 10 obvious teams, a couple other debatable ones that – our teams that drafted around Justin Fields last year. And it was a fun game. and gives you an idea where, um, you know, ju- the Justin Fields and the Bears situation ranks. And it's certainly a step up from, if we had done this a year ago before they drafted Justin Fields, you'd probably say like, uh, I don't know. 31 <laughs> 30th. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could probably do worse than uh, having Dalton and Foles on your, mm-hmm. your roster, but you wouldn't feel great about it going forward. Um, so let's do this with David Montgomery. And we'll start against the NFC running backs. I think this is going to be
3: there's some there's some tricky ones in here. Uh, when I was going through this list, and I'm curious to see where we all go uh, on this. Yeah, I think
0: uh, let's get some of the obvious ones out of the way first. Aaron Jones, we're all taking Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, we're all taking Dalvin Cook. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any ob- yep. any objections? Can yell out objection. <laughs> uh, staying in the NFC North, DeAndre Swift. I'm taking David Montgomery. I would definitely take
1: David Montgomery. Yep, I'm on the Montgomery train.
0: Okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara.
1: I'm I'm taking Alvin Kamara.
0: Yeah. Just making sure.
1: Uh, I could. Okay. Uh, just because I believe Montgomery's a better pure rusher in terms of what the Bears are trying to do than a Kamara. Now, in terms of receiving threat. I'll take Alvin Kamara, but the bears are building a backfield. That's versatile. So I will st- stick with David Montgomery uh, barely here. And also just to be a little bit different devil's advocate.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I think you got to take Kamara though. Cause it's to me, it's the whole body at work. Like the receiving stuff does matter. And that's fair. A huge portion of a good offense in the NFL runs through that player. Now things have changed a little bit, a lot of bit actually in new Orleans and, um, Kamara wasn't quite the same guy last year, but I'm still going to take him. Uh,
3: Christian McCaffrey. The only reason this is tough is because the injury is lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's only played 10 games in the last two seasons for Christian McCaffrey. So,
0: man. (sighs) I mean, healthy, this isn't even a discussion, but like that health is part of the equation. Mm -hmm.
3: It is. And so, because of health, I went David Montgomery here. There's no question in terms of the versatility a Christian McCaffrey can bring you, but... The man hasn't stayed healthy. Like I said, 10 games last two seasons. I'm going to take David Montgomery here.
1: I'll take Montgomery too for the health reasons too. I, I McCaffrey is such a great talent. Yeah. It's just that can he remain available? And that hasn't been the case.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, as it is right now, I'm assuming he's healthy in April. So if I was going in and see. Like if you could tell me right now. Well, like, let's do it the reverse. Well, I guess this is literally the game we're playing. I mean, would you rather <laughs> start the season with a healthy Christian McCaffrey or a healthy David Montgomery?
3: On the Bears right now. On the – I think I'm still taking David Montgomery, okay. to be completely honest.
1: I would take um, McCaffrey. If we're just saying, hey, they're both healthy, go out there week one, I would switch over to 22. Yeah, right.
0: I think I think you got it. Okay, uh, how about this one Is a, fr- a friendly
3: mm. name? Mike
1: Davis. ha <laughs> 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 He did really well
3: with the Panthers when he went over there and didn't do anything for the Bears. Nah, but I, the Bears already made this
0: decision. It was the yeah. right decision. It wasn't really a decision. So I think we're all going with David Montgomery. Yep, over Mike Davis. Uh, playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette. I would take David Montgomery. Fournette's proven to be a, like a really good piece for that team mm-hmm. in Tampa. Shows up when he needs to. But they have Tom Brady at quarterback. That offense is running through the passing game, running through Tom Brady. They call upon Fournette when they need to. I think a lot of different running backs could play that role, what he's
1: doing in Tampa. Um, so I would take David Montgomery. Uh, I'm with you, Adam. Uh, David Montgomery over Fournette. Same here. Going David Montgomery there. Zeke Elliott.
3: I don't. Look, the, the Cowboys paid Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't think it's. You know, paid back what they, they you know, wanted to see in him. So I'm going, I'm going David Montgomery here. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's like this difference making running back at this point. I, I don't know. That's just my feeling on it. But if I had to choose like a healthy David Montgomery or a healthy Ezekiel Elliott, I think I'm going David Montgomery here.
1: He wasn't that healthy last year though, right? If I remember correctly. No, yeah. I don't he fall, dealt with injuries too. Dealing with, yeah, he was playing through a bunch of those. I'll go with a healthy Ezekiel Elliott in his prime, if I can oh. say that, probably not. But I'm going to go with that anyways, but what I put on my list.
0: I think where they're at in their career, who's the healthier? Um pl- I I think I got to go, I think I got to go with Montgomery actually in the situation.
3: Ezekiel he first round pick, right? I'm not like crazy Oh yeah, that. no, yeah. he was like yeah. number like, 5. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. getting yeah. David Montgomery in yeah. the 3rd and it's like I, again, mm-hmm. not maybe going too far into this, but yeah, I still like David Montgomery for what he can do.
1: All right, Saquon's involved real quick. Like are <laughs> those because if those were a part of it, like hold on, but if they have Montgomery on his last year of his rookie deal, like did they get to take the one year off of cap and then have to pay him? There's so many variables here. All
3: right, Saquon Barkley. I'm still going David Montgomery. I, he has wow. not been he has not been healthy. He has not been Well, I think that's the
0: question. Is he ever going to
3: be the same guy? Yeah, after the Bears game. After he tore his ACL Uh in the the Bears game. Like, he has not been the same. But when he is, like, dudes, like, legs are tree trunks. (laughs) And he can do so much for you on a football field. But I, when are we going to see that Saquon? I have no idea. If we're ever going to see that Saquon Barkley again.
1: Yep. For that exact reason, that's why I went with David Montgomery. Because he hasn't been the same since the ACL. And I think we know all too well, like, There's a great chance he may never reach that point again. Pre-ACL, different conversation, post-ACL, David Montgomery.
0: Yeah, it's not even a conversation pre-ACL. But, like, yeah, last year, 162 rushes, 593 yards, two touchdowns. He played in 13 games. Like, he played most of the season. I find those numbers to be extremely alarming coming off the ACL. Like, they now, sometimes it takes an extra year, but – With that huge question mark leaning, you know, kind of looming over this debate, I have to go with the guy who I know is healthy, who is still really productive. Uh, So, yes, Barkley, man, when he was coming out, when he was coming (laughs) on the scene his first couple years...
3: Unbelievable player. We know what he did in the Big Ten. Like he yeah. was running all over everybody. It was. It was I mean, like, he looked like a for sure Hall of Fame running back. Yeah, like one like, of the
0: rare running backs. You're like, yeah, he probably was worth drafting him mm-hmm. that high. Um, and unfortunately, man, that's why football can be so cruel. Yep. Because yep. it just changed that one day at Soldier Field in front of nobody. <laughs> so, I was yeah. there, but there was like a hundred people in the entire stadium.
3: Wow, yeah, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. terrible. Um, all right, who is next on this list? We have the Commanders, Antonio Gibson. Very you versatile. I Montgomery. mean, I, I like Antonio Gibson. Oh, um, I like him a lot. He's again a guy that could do a little bit of everything. And he was a wide receiver at Memphis. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was a wide receiver at Memphis who converted over to running back. And I'm still taking David Montgomery though.
1: Yep, same.
3: Are you feeling Adam? Which it's.
0: The face says it all. I'm trying to get my own bias out of this because Antonio Gibson was one of my classic guys I loved coming out. Yep. That I mm-hmm. said the Bears should draft this guy. I saw the tape. I saw what he did at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Where he kind of made that conversion over to running back, and you're like, mm-hmm. this, this, there's something with this guy that's legit, and he's done nothing but be a very good player. Yeah. Uh, since he got drafted by Washington. Uh, I think I still have to go with Montgomery though. Montgomery's good, and like this is why we're doing this. <laughs> exactly. I, I think this is a we are a show here that almost on a daily basis is trying to you know give David Montgomery more respect than he really gets. Mm-hmm. Um, give Miss
2: Flowers, as the kids say. <laughs> what did they say? Giving Miss Flowers. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Did kids say that. Give that man his flowers. Come on, let's go. Or did you say that when you were a kid? Uh,
0: <laughs> come on now! I did learn one yesterday. I was told um uh apparently "Gucci" is a word that people use. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah. good. Yes, I, I feel didn't like know that's, that. I didn't know older that. Now. It is kind of older. It's now, older yeah. now. I, yeah. missed <laughs> I missed
2: that one. I missed that
3: one. Well, okay, so it's like something's I was Gucci, an, yes. If something's Gucci, it's it's good. That but... just sounds dumb. <laughs> Well, now it's not in, not in you know in the swing of things. Like when yeah, I was working at the it high school, it's stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I I was missing on some of the new lingo that was in the high school when I was working there. I'm like, what what the hell is that? And I can't give you any examples, but I know I heard things. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> Gucci.
0: I just love David in the comments. People don't say that. I think that was in reference to the flowers line. But uh, Adam, Listen you coach goose. high school kids. You don't know what that's a fair point, Goose. I can I don't. Unless I'm missing something, I've never heard our kids say that. And I've heard them say quite a lot of things. Trust me.
3: 20, I don't know. Okay, Nunu Johnson said that's so 2010. I don't know if it's... It's a little newer than 2010, but maybe that's where it started. See, 2010,
0: I think, would be, like, the sweet spot where I would miss that because I'm, like, an adult by then, don't quite have <laughs> kids, but not really using high school it's lingo. You, yeah. And I wasn't hanging around high schoolers then, so... Yeah, it's all Gucci.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. My wife teaches high school, so if she comes home and she'll use phrases, I'm like,
3: what the hell is that? Like, okay, uh, yeah. The... Gucci's outdated. It's old. It's old. Yeah. Okay. We've moved on from Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving <laughs> on, on. to from, the next one. We are moving
0: on from what's Gucci. What's actually if too.
3: anyone knows in the comments, what's what's in right now? I'm kind of curious. So, so deadass.
1: Oh. Like that's the one. Like that's the one I keep getting. Like, you s- like yeah, well, what'd you even like dead that ass? Dead ass. Like I'm dead Oh, dead ass.
3: Like, oh, that's
2: like five years old. Oh. That, was,
3: that was a little older now, too.
1: <laughs> it, it just came to me like I months the ago. Term. Oh, I, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, bus. I've heard, I've heard of that. I still like it. Are you familiar with the term bussin? That's the new version of Gucci. Awesome. I don't know. I guess I just say awesome.
2: <laughs> Dupe says it's goaded with the sauce. Oh, <laughs> now it's goaded with the sauce. What does that mean? Uh, sounds cool. I like. It. I, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. I just don't know what
0: it means. I need to know how I could properly use it now because I like that. Yeah this this food bussing. Nah, I don't like
3: that. Oh, uh, where All right. are we at? All right,
0: Miles Sanders.
3: Is he goating with the sauce?
2: Uh,
3: uh, no, I did like Miles Sanders though coming out. Um, but I'm still going. To sure. Montgomery yeah. Here. No, he's been. He hasn't really lived up to expectations. Um. This podcast, but okay. Thank they, they
0: We appreciate that. But I think we're all going with David Montgomery. Rashad Penny. No. Good player, but probably still going with Montgomery there, right? Mm-hmm. Will?
1: I'm going to go with Montgomery, although it blew my mind that Penny had like 120 rushes last year and he averaged 6.3 yards per pot. Oh, wow. That's actually probably yeah. should have used him more. <laughs> right. Just two two runs and it's a first down. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that surprised me, but I'll still go with Montgomery. Uh, James Conner, who I drafted
0: with my last pick in my fantasy league last year and then cut him after week one. Oh, no.
3: Oh, no. He yeah, wow. he did some good things. He's a <laughs> touchdown machine. That wouldn't yeah. hurt. You, uh, how much did he get against the Bears? Like, Didn't he have a one-hander touchdown? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. he had to, that, yeah. that one-handed. Yeah, hey, he had a pretty good game. Um,
0: uh, James Conner's been a good player now on two different teams. I mm-hmm. think I'd still roll with David Montgomery. I would, but yeah. An overall body of work, what the running back can do. Um, yep, Connor's a little limited, but very good at what he does. Yeah. Um, how about Sony Michelle John
1: David Montgomery. Montgomery. Right Montgomery? All right,
0: this last one I might surprise you with Elijah Mitchell. Is well, why are you going is- with Elijah? <laughs> because I think he's really, really, really talented, and um,
2: is he bussing? He is busting. He is. Is it, is with it the goat is it go with the go sauce? Bus- Was that <laughs> the phrase?
0: Um, and he's only coming out of his first. Like, you got to figure out what to do here with Dave
3: Montgomery. Zone scheme, now, too. He fits it.
0: Yeah. And, and exactly. I think, honestly, with what Elijah Mitchell showed you last year, you could make an argument that going into week one this year, if I guarantee the 49ers would be saying, yeah, we want, we're happy with Elijah Mitchell. And they got him for three more years before this rookie deal's over so I that's a that's
3: one where I thought I might catch you guys off guard a little bit but I would go with Mitchell I, I mean I, if you're the 49ers I say you, you do feel good if like you feel good with Elijah Mitchell I'm still going Dave Montgomery here um but again Elijah Mitchell is a good running back and they I feel like the 49ers can put anybody in that system well, too and they just produce well and that's uh the I the thought
0: here right yeah. I mean they don't have Kyle Shanahan but this is that Shanahan type offense that they're hoping to run and so maybe uh, maybe it Montgomery works. will what, what do you think, Will?
1: Well, are we using contracts and everything? Because if I have Mitchell on a few more years on that rookie deal, I would I would lean that way. And I I know that Adam, Nick, you guys aren't really in the Madden game as much as maybe back in the day. But what's going on over there, Nick? I uh, thought I heard knocking.
0: I'm not gonna lie. There's been crazy noises this entire episode. Probably years. can't hear them on the show. I hope no. not.
3: But I
2: I actually kind of hope you can. It's no. just there's some work going on downstairs, I believe. In the, Someone's in been building.
0: moving chairs upstairs, f- which is weird because isn't that no, a No, the roof? upstairs is that's a roof.
2: A, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: No, that's just, there's just, uh, there's THCO things happening in the background. That's fine. Haunted.
0: Or Ooh. or the office is haunted.
1: Yeah. No, it's hey, been it's been quiet I, through the mics, so nothing coming over here. But real quickly, Mitchell and Madden uh, had to do a franchise in the 49ers with a random team I was assigned. Within like three years, I had that guy up to like a 99 overall. Like a lot of potential. And that dude's a beast. So that's. That's just another, And that's guess, real example. life right there. That
0: is guaranteed to happen. Now. That's right, 100%. <laughs> yep, I like it. <laughs> all right, Um. so that those are all the NFC. We landed on Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, some of these were a little bit debatable, though. I guess these are just the ones I went with. And Mitchell. So that would put him six in the NFC. I think you guys actually had him ahead of a couple of those guys. Yeah, ahead of McCaffrey and then ahead
1: of... That was just for me. You had him, like, yeah, you guys took him over Elliott. So I think it was about even for Adam and I. Yeah. I I think the point is,
0: like, I didn't find any of that to be too surprising. The Bears have a good running back. They don't
3: have, like, the best in the league. Um, But what does having a good running back mean for a team, though? You know what I mean? Like, you can have a good running back, but, like, what does that do for you with some of these teams? Like, Well, I think in this offense that
0: they're trying to run – Hopefully it's you know helps he, out Justin Fields. It helps out yeah. Justin Fields a lot, but <laughs> yeah. you better have some guys that can block for him up front. Um, um, we got a couple minutes left. I got yep. I want to hit the super chat uh, Let's Thank do it. you
2: to Montsey for this 999 super chat. Uh, it's a little weird, but uh, <laughs> go ahead and read it. Super chat
0: SummerSlam 2022 four man tag. Ooh, I like tag. We got Hogue Johns, the Fishman, Dan Weeder. Okay, so that's the first team? Yep. Okay. 34. Versus Adam Rank, Del Bears Blog, the Windy City. Pod. Is that supposed to be Pod? Pod yep. yeah. And David Kaplan. <laughs> that is the most random team I've ever heard. That's For It doesn't matter what sport. Like, that. that is a random team. <laughs> um, yep. And Olin is refereeing.
3: A special guy. Okay, uh, I feel like Olin would be a part of it
2: part of the four-man. Oh, there's definitely a screw job at the end of that match. <laughs> like, Olin just starts oh, yeah. clotheslining people in the oh, middle yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, that's happening. Interesting. Um, I mean, I got to say, are, are like, we, are we picking who we're taking? Or I just want to know, it? like, Adam, would you be would you be worried about any of the any of your opponents? I don't.
0: I'm worried I, about I, Olin. <laughs>
2: the I wouldn't
0: know. I, I know nothing about the physical makeup of three of the four <laughs> on the opposing team. Like, we'd have to do some heavy scouting here. And the one I do know really, really well, fairly confident. I'm not worried about him. Catman, take that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this is like uh, I don't know. I pay to watch. You'd pay to watch. I pay to watch. So I, I we've played the four of us on that. Uh, what would have been our team? We've played basketball before. I'd oh. feel I'd feel mostly good about Johns and Wiener. And myself. Okay. Hi, Kevin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: someone's being left out here. Goose uh, would you rat oh Cap would tear his ACL just thinking about chasing <laughs> oh, God. God. Hey, Cap probably works out more than any of us Yeah. Uh, yeah. He but, does he does. But I've, in I've a s- like a running, like chasing type situation, I don't know. He could hold his own. Got a lot of respect mm-hmm. for the Cap. He played uh he played college football, I think.
2: I think he did. Well, now that one's probably before my time as well. Yeah. Sorry, Cap. <laughs>
0: or it was baseball. I think it was up at Hamline the University in okay. Minnesota, I want to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, you could do your own Would You Rather uh, would with you all rather those 14 people. Yep. Like where would Capman rank and all those? I don't know. Uh Appreciate everybody watching. It's a fun show as we continue to get closer and closer to the NFL draft. We'll continue to get um, more and more prospects for you. And uh, yep, Olin's still in Disney World. And we'll be at Hell's Hall. And that's. So this
3: important. is, yeah, important for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Adam and I will be at Hell's Hall for the camp. So we're switching up the schedule. So don't. There will be Bears content, but we'll now be recording... 5 so,
0: o'clock uh, shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So, this is where, if you're watching on YouTube, good opportunity to hit that notification button. Uh, so, subscribe, hit the notification so you know when we go live, your phone will tell you automatically. Also, you could set the chgo s- underscore sports twitter account i have that set the notifications that's mm-hmm. always good because then that pops up when we go live um and you can actually set that to just do all tweets or just video tweets too yep. which is kind of nice so um turn on those notifications you won't miss a thing but yes the next three days five o'clock shows for you because we have actual football to view i'm not well okay i shouldn't call it actual football they're gonna be wearing shorts and you can't Really touch Not in anybody. this weather. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Oh, I'm sure they'll be indoors in the bubble in this type of weather. Maybe I'll by Thursday it. it'll get nice. I don't know. This is the week where we just go from winter straight to summer. Yeah, and basically.
2: I'm cool with that. And I'm I'll fine with
0: it. that. I'm just saying that's what happens. You don't really get spring here in Chicago. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter. At underscore, uh, let's see. CHGO underscore sports underscore bears. At, at Adam Hogue. At Nicholas Moriano. At Will DeWitt. But the L's are ones. We're out of here. We will talk to you tomorrow at 5 o'clock.
2: Drive time, baby. Let's do it.